The Shulchan Aruch tells us that there is a minag, well, at the, at the end, let me just put it in perspective, at the end of telling us about all the davening of what we're supposed to be doing on Shavuot, the Shulchan Aruch uh, quotes the Ramah, who is Reb Moshe Isli. So Reb Moshe Isli is the, the, the Rav of the Ashkenazim, of Ashkenazi Jewry. He, is, he wrote around the same time as the Shulchan Aruch, and his point in what he was doing was to present any additional minagim or ways of behavior that the Ashkenazim were different from the Sephardim. And uh, the genius of the, of the, of the Ramah is that instead of um, writing his own book, he att- appended it to the Shulchan Aruch. So you have one book of, of Halakha, and that one book of Halakha is, the, is, is basically the, the, the basis of everything that we have in our Halakhic behavior today. So the, um, so the Shulchan Aruch quoting the Ramah says the following, that on, um, on the night of, on the first day of Shavuot, there is a minhag to eat mulchiks. We all know about the mulchiks, right? Everybody is preparing their, um, um, their cheesecakes. And we're all trying to get as much as we can um, to be ready for the eating of this mulchik meal. And uh, there's this massive um, world of creating the, the... So the big focus really is this mulchik meal. Right? Why, why is there the focus on Shavuot of the Mulchik meal? The focus of the Mulchik meal really um, is because the Ramah says we have a minach to eat Mulchik. Why do we have a minach to eat Mulchik? So the Ramah says something that not everybody knows. He says that the, the reason is that everybody, everybody knows that one of the reasons we eat Mulchiks is because, you know, they, um, they didn't know the halachas yet of, uh, of, of, of kashering and so therefore they can have meat, they have milk. But there's other issues that the Ramah, the, the, the Ramah brings. And he says, one of them is to remind, he says, not only Mulchiks that we eat, there's also Minag to eat Chalav, to eat Chalav Udvash, Mulchik and um, dvash and honey, because there's a pasuk in the Torah that refers to, um, or in Tanakh, that refers to um, Torah as being like milk and honey under your tongue. So therefore we have um, that idea around the mulchiks. In addition to that, we have the idea around the mulchiks, says the Ramah, that the reason why we have mulchiks is that you should actually have, like you have on the night of the Seder, you should have two cooked foods. The one on the night of the Seder, we have the, um, the zroa, the, what the shank bone, and the beitzah, and the egg. The, the zroa reminds us of the korban Pesach, and the, shank, and, the, and the egg reminds us of the korban Chagiga. So too, he says, that it's appropriate on the night of Shavuot to have two foods like that. Um, and, um, it seems to be that the reason why he's saying that is to remind us of the fact that so too, on Shavuot, you have the specific Shavuot offering. And in addition to the Shavuot offering, you also have the specific, uh, you have the Korban, the, the Korban Chagiga, you have a special uh, Chag offering that you bring on Shavuot. And he says, and what? And that is the Chalav and the Basar, meat and milk. So and actually, really what he's saying is that on the night of Shavuot, whilst we're all busy eating our, mul- our Mulchiks, Really, what we should be doing is we should be having a yontif meal as well. Because it's not only about the milchiks. The milchiks is just indicative of certain aspects of Shavuot. But there should also be fleshiks. And I remember at, um, in Cape Town at Marashah, what we used to do is that we would make kiddish. We would have milchik, like a milchik starter, blintzers, whatever the case is. 
then we would go and have a, have a shear. And while we're having shear, everything would be changed over because obviously halakhili you have to change the, the tablecloth and whatever over to, to flashix. And then after the first shear, we would go and have our flashik main course. And then we would change over and go and have, uh, um, have, have desserts. And that's really what seems to be is the appropriate way to have the, the Shavuot Yontif meal. You start off with Malchiks, um, and then you change over and you go into a normative, usual uh, Yontif meal with Fleishiks. Why, why is that so important? Because whilst we do have different Minhagim, and the, you know, the Minhagim, the, the, the way Chazal say that Minhag Yisrael, Torahi, that, minhag, that the Minhag of, of, of Am Yisrael becomes like the Torah of Am Yisrael, nonetheless, if we're simply doing Minhagim because we've heard that this is the way to do it, um, it, it takes away from the depth of the minag. But if we are able to understand that the depth of the minag of Shavuot is really the eating of mulchiks, not for the sake of eating mulchiks, but the eating of mulchiks for the sake of reminding us of different aspects of, uh, of Torah, different aspects of the, of, the, um, of the two foods, the two korbanot, so then it makes our Shavuot that little bit deeper. So that's, so that's the one part. The other part I want to look at is just now the a- actual Shavuot itself. That, um... Sorry, ladies. I really apologize profusely. <laughs> okay, so we've got, we've got the understanding of the milkshakes. Should be eating flashics as well. I hope everybody heard that part of it. Then there's the next part I want to look at is actually the, the Matan Torah itself. The actual giving of the Torah on Shavuot. So the Torah tells us that Moshe, Moshe Allah, that Moshe went up and he went up the mountain. And when he goes up the mountain, so he's going up there to fetch the Torah. And when he goes up to fetch the Torah, so what's fascinating is, um, is that he's met as he, as he, oh, So when Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to um, Har Sinai, he's met by a whole bunch of what the, Torah, of what the, the Gemara relates, or what we call Malachi Asharet. The Malachi Asharet are these are the ministering angels. The ministering angels. That he goes to meet. I'm going to repeat this again. I apologize. Okay. I, I, I really apologize for the frustration, guys. I'm sorry. Let's try again. Okay. So, um, Moshe Rabbeinu goes up, to, up the mountain. He's going to now get the Torah. In going to get the Torah, he, he's met by what the Gemara refers to as the Malachi Asharet. Malachi Asharit means the ministering angels. We speak about those, those Malachim um, on, on Shabbos when we sing, uh, what's it called? Shalom Aleichem. We speak about the ministering angels, these angels that come, these angels that, uh, that uh, follow us to give us brocha, to bring us things, to bring us uh, um, wealth, to bring us uh, the peace of Shabbos. They follow us to wherever we're going to go. And uh, 
so the, the Gemara tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to Har Sinai, and when he's up in Har Sinai, he meets these Malachi Asharet, the Malachim. And the Malachim come, and they say, and uh, they, are, as they, they surround Moshe Rabbeinu, and they say to, to, to Hashem, because remember, their job is to surround Hashem, to, to keep a distance from, between anything else and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And they say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what's this person doing here? What is this person that is born of a woman doing here? So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, well, simple, he's come to receive the Torah. So the Malachim say, what do you mean he's come to receive the Torah? The Torah, this is this incredible treasure that you've stored away for years, since uh, hundreds of years before creation. We understand that the Torah was, was, uh, the, is the blueprint of creation. And say the Malachim, this treasure that you've hid away, that is so precious to you, that you, don't, that you never let anybody see. All of a sudden, you're prepared to give it to this person, this, uh, this, this man, this physical being. Why would you want to give it to this physical being? It doesn't make any sense. So it comes along HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And uh, Moshe, you can imagine, Moshe Rabbeinu is there, uh, tittering, he's shivering. He's shivering because the Malachim want to take, want to take everything away from him. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Rabbeinu, instead of giving his own answer, he says, okay, Moshe, you answer. You answer the Malachim. You tell the Malachim the reason why you should get the, the, get the, get the Torah and it shouldn't stay here up in Shemaim. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, <laughs> Hashem, I'm terrified to speak to the Malachim because I'm worried that they will burn me with the breath of their mouths. So Hashem says to him, don't worry. Hold on to my kiss I covered. Hold on to, the th- on to my throne and give them an answer. Clearly, therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu holding on to the kiss I covered will be a, a, a sense of protection for Moshe Rabbeinu. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, okay. He says to... Um, the, uh, he says to Hashem, okay, now, Baruch, what, what, what's written in the Torah? You have this thing that you want to give me, but tell me something that's written in it. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, well, I'll tell you. It says, Hashem Hashem I'm the Lord your God who took you out of Mitzrayim. So uh, Moshe Rabbeinu turns around and he says to the Malachim, Malachim, did, did you come out of Mitzrayim? Were you taken out? Were you enslaved to Paro? Right? If that's the case, why should the Torah be yours? Okay, so they've got no answer. Then he says, and, and, and Hashem, what else is there? And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, do you not allow to have any other gods? And, the, and Moshe turns to the, to the Menachem and he says to him, oh, do you guys have other gods? Or would you ever even think of Avodah Zorah? God forbid. Then he says, what else? And Hashem says, there's the, the mitzvahs of Shabbos. So Hashem says to the Malachim, you, you're not involved in creative activity. You're not involved in physicality. What do you need Shabbos for? And then there's uh, uh, He says you don't have parents. And in other words, Moshe Rabbeinu, every time HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells him one of the mitzvahs, Moshe Rabbeinu's response to the Malachim is that you do not have a role, a role in this Torah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to give me because you're completely spiritual beings. And after that, one of the, the, the Malachim eventually say, okay, you're right. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're right. Give it to Moshe Rabbeinu. Not only that, is that they, they, the, the way the Gemara describes it is that Moshe, they befriend Moshe Rabbeinu and even the Malach HaMavis, even the angel of death, befriends Moshe Rabbeinu.
So even so, all the malachim give gifts. Even 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 the malachamaves befriends Moshe Rabbeinu, and uh, gives him a gift as well. So there's so many things that we need to try and understand here. But the most important part of trying to understand in this whole environment, really, I think, is not just um, is not just the story, which is a sweet story. But let's try and understand one thing, and one thing in particular. The most important part of this is why are the Malachim so against Moshe Rabbeinu taking the Torah? Surely if the Torah contains all these mitzvahs, then surely it's the appropriate thing that, that the human being should have the Torah in order that they can grow as well. So um, the answer seems to be that uh, we have to understand what the Torah is. What does it mean that Hashem looked into the Torah and created the world? So the, 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 the Kabbalists explain that within the Torah, the, the way we have the Torah is written, is that because it's got all different breaks between words, so we can read the Torah as we read the Torah in the words, so it's understandable to us. However, the, the form of Torah is just a bunch of letters. And those letters ultimately are an unbroken chain if you don't put any... Um, gaps between them and, and, uh, and create the paragraphs and what have you that we have in the Torah, those are un- unbroken chain of letters that create the name of Hashem. And the names of Hashem really are, um, are what predate the world. Because if you're going to say that a name is an essence, is the essence of a person. If you want to say that the name is the essence of a person, then you're going to say that the Torah itself, which is completely and totally the, the name of Hashem, is really the... Um, the name of Hashem is really the, the fact that this name of... That, that, that the Torah is a pure spirituality and the very essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu.